Hello, this is Deepak Jasani from HDFC Securities talking to you on 27th of August 2022 at about 3.40 in the afternoon with another edition of TGIF, a weekly audio podcast summarizing the happenings of the past week and trying to forecast the direction in the coming week. Domestic equity benchmark indices snapped their five-week winning streak as profit booking emerged. Indices dropped as investors awaited the outcome of Fed Chair Jerome Powell's speech expected to reinforce the central bank's goal of squashing inflation and keeping expectations about future price gains in check. Nifty ended the week 1.12% lower and Sensex lost 1.36%. Key indices locked gains in 3 out of 5 trading sessions in the week. In the broader market, BSE mid-cap index rose 0.6% while BSE small cap gained 0.9%. Market breadth was in favor of bulls with 6 shares advancing for every 5 losers. Average cash turnover on the NSE was down by close to 11% as compared to the previous week. Among sectoral indices, PSU Bank rose by 4.4%, Consumer Durables was up 2.1%, Capital Goods was up 1.4%, Telecom and Power were up 1.2%, and Metals added 1.1%. IT fell by 4.2% and Healthcare declined 1.1%. Among Nifty 100 stocks, PSU stocks gained, uh, were in the limelight. PNB gained 7%, Bank of Baroda added 6.6%, and MDC was up 3, 6%. Coal India expanded 5.3% and Grassim closed 4.3% higher. On the downside, HPCL said, shared for 8.4%, Berger Paints and Lupin declined 5.3%, TCS, LNT, Infotech and Infosys fell 4.8% each. As per provisional figures, FIs were net buyers of Rs 450 crores in the equity markets over the week and DIs were net sellers of Rs 503 crores. US stocks finished sharply lower, marking the second straight weekly loss. The drop followed the keynote address from Fed Chairman Jerome Powell, who suggested further aggressiveness to restore price stability that could last longer than the markets had anticipated. Powell reiterated that another unusually large rate hike could be appropriate at the next month's Fed meeting. Markets ended noticeably lower for the week as Dow Jones dropped 4.2%, S&P 500 fell 4%, and Nasdaq Composite tumbled 4.4%. Oil rose this week with Saudi Arabia's warning that supply cuts may be warranted overshadowing multiple bearish developments. Better than expected figures concerning the U.S. economy helped to dispel recession fears. U.S. crude prices ended 2.9% higher for the week at $93.06 a barrel. Gold extended declines after Fed Reserve Chair Jerome Powell warned against any idea that the U.S. central bank would start loosening monetary policy soon. Gold futures fell 0.7% for the week to $1749.8 an ounce. Indian 10-year GSEC yield fell 5 basis points to 7.22%. Indian rupee depreciated by 16 paisa to close at 79.91 per US dollar. Other economic data include in India the year-on-year growth in bank credit accelerated to 15.32% in the fortnight ended August 12, the fastest in three years outpacing the 8.8% growth in bank deposits. The wide gap between advances and deposit growth may prompt banks to raise deposit rates. India's forex uh, reserves fell by $6.69 billion to $564 billion for the week ended August 19, which is the lowest level since October 2020. Union Finance Minister Nirvarani Sitaraman has said that the Indian economy will grow at 7.4% in this fiscal and continue at the same level in the next fiscal as well. In the US, S&P Global Flash Manufacturing PMI fell to 51.3 in August from 52.2 in July, and pointing to the lowest growth in factory activity since July 2020 amid muted demand conditions and production cutbacks. U.S. services PMI fell to 44.1 in August from 47.3 in July, 
signaling the sharpest contraction since May 2020 as hikes in interest rates and inflation dampened consumer spending. Sales of new single-family houses in the U.S. plunged 12.6% month-on-month to a seasonally adjusted annualized rate of 511,000 in July, the lowest reading since January 2016 amid rising borrowing costs, prices and falling demand. U.S. economy contracted an annualized 0.6% on quarter in Q2, less than a 0.9% fall in the advance estimates due to upward revision, revisions to consumer spending and inventories. Still, the economy technically entered a recession following a 1.6% drop in Q1. University of Michigan consumer sentiment for U.S. was revised higher to 58.2 in August from a preliminary reading of 55.1. U.S. trade goods trade in goods deficit sank 9.7 percent in July, while inventories rose. U.S. headline PCE dropped 0.1 percent for July and to 6.3 percent from 6.8 percent annually. S&P Global CIPS slash manufacturing PMI for UK fell to 46 in August from 52.1 in July, pointing to the first contraction in factory activity since May 2020. Eurozone services PMI fell to 50.2 in August from 51.2 in July, flash estimates showed. The latest reading signaled the fourth consecutive month of slowdown in services activity to the softest since the sector returned to growth in April 2021. German economy advanced 0.1% on quarter in Q2, boosted by household and government expenditure. The German GDP has now returned to pre-crisis level of Q4 2019, but the outlook is challenging amid an ongoing energy crisis. GDP in Germany expanded 1.7% year-on-year in the second quarter of 2022. European equity funds saw their 28th consecutive week of outflows in the longest streak since 2016 for the week ended August 24. The AU Jibun Bank Japan manufacturing PMI declined to 51 in August from final 52.1 in July. The AU Jibun Bank's Japan services PMI was down to 49.2 in August from final 50.3 a month earlier. People's Bank of China lowered its key loan prime rates in, at August fixing, the second reduction this year as the board stepped, uh, stepped up efforts to revive borrowing demand amidst repeated COVID-19 outbreaks and lingering property downturn. The one-year loan prime rate was cut 5 basis points to a record low of 3.65%, while the 5-year LPR was less for the second time this year by 15 basis points to 4.30%. Profits at China's industrial firms fell 1.1% in Jan to July from a year earlier, wiping out the 1% growth logged in the first six months. In July, China's industrial output growth slowed to 3.8% on year from 3.9% in June. China stepped up, in, stepped up stimulus with a further 1 trillion yuan, $146 billion of measures for an economy stricken by property sector woes. COVID-linked mobility curbs and some power shortages. Events in the coming week include, on 31st of August, India's fiscal deficit, infrastructure output and Q2 GDP growth, China's official manufacturing, non-manufacturing PMI, and Eurozone CPI inflation. On 1st of September, India, Japan, China, UK, Eurozone, Germany, US manufacturing PMI, and US's non-farm productivity and construction spending. On 2nd of September, India's trade balance, Eurozone's PPI, and US's unemployment rate and factory orders. Nifty snapped a five-week winning streak and closed 1.12% lower for the week. Outcome of the speech by the US Fed Chair at Jackson Hole on Friday evening 
led to a sell off in the US markets. Indian markets could get impacted by the turn in global sentiments and as more investors turned risk covers ahead of the historically down month of September. However, the intensity and amount of fall in India will be limited as its economy may not be linked fully with the happenings in the US economy. FPIs as a group may get swayed initially by the various outcome but later come back into India, Indian markets given its relative resilience and higher growth expectations. A breakout above or below 17,727 or 17,345 will determine the direction of the Nifty going forward. That's all for this audio podcast. Thank you and have a great trading and investment week ahead.